the lawyer will guide the seller in terms of the buyer at least in terms of how long he will need to prepare all the documentation and prepare himself for deed. If there's some financing involved or mortgage involved, then obviously the lawyer will have spoken to the bank to get a sense from the bank how long they need so that they can prepare uh, the deed date. Okay. Um, and then that's it. Both sign, uh, transfer the deposit. Once you have the deposit, um, then the property is secured. The property is effectively yours, hasn't been, we haven't got to deed yet, but you've got very good security in terms of that the seller can't go off and sell it to somebody else. Olá e bem-vindo. Welcome to The Simple Life, an insider's perspective into Portugal. We already know about Portugal's amazing weather, food and people. In this podcast, we go deeper and meet the real people who make this country so wonderful. Dylan, who has made his life in Portugal, shares an insider's perspective into what makes Portugal the unique, beautiful and amazing country that it is. Join him and his guests every week as they shed some light on the incredible people, culture, history and lifestyle that makes Portugal so appealing. A country where everyone feels like they belong. This podcast is sponsored by Portugal Realty. Welcome to The Simple Life. On this week's episode, it's another edition of Portugal Property Talks, where I'm joined once again by the chairman of the Leisure Launch Group, David Patricio. This week, we talk about the buying process in Portugal. For those of you listening, head over to our YouTube channel to watch some of this episode. And now over to my conversation with David. Welcome back. Welcome to another episode of Portugal, The Simple Life. And it's another edition of Portugal Property Talks with David Patricio. David, how are you? Welcome back. I'm good, Dylan. Nice to be back as always. Because we uh, like to keep this short, but because we also like to talk about food, what are you, what are you having for lunch? What are you having for lunch in a little while? Uh, today, I, I've got a, my house is full of family. You know, when you live in Portugal, you, we kind of, we talk about our, our occupancy. Our, our occupancy at home goes dramatically up in the, in the summer months or as we approach the summer months. So today, because I've been eating so much, I think today I'm going to have some rubalo, some nice fresh seaport rubalo, nicely grilled, split, you know, open. Oh my God, just with salt and a bit of garlic. And does it come with the head? Olive oil. And does it come with the head? Oh, always. And the eyes. I need to know that it's fresh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so last time we spoke, we spoke about the... Um, appointing a realtor, finding a realtor, having someone that you can trust, talking those conversations, all of those important things. So for people that haven't heard, go back and listen to the last Portugal Property Talks about finding a realtor. Um, but now let's talk about the next step. Um, so imagine um, the listener or the, the buyer in this point has found their, their realtor, they've spent time with the realtor, looked around and found the property that they want. Let's talk about the next steps that the that the buyer takes in in uh, acquiring the property um, here in Portugal. So, what will be the next step once they found the the property that they want? 
Yeah, um, well, the process here in Portugal can be different too. I mean, we don't know where our, uh, where our listeners or your listeners, uh, which country in the world they're sitting in. But the process here in Portugal is quite simple. There's obviously the legal process and then what's customary in the market. Um, probably we'll start with what's customary in the market, which makes it different to other countries, um, is our initially we um, make a reservation. That would be your first option. What happens with a reservation? It's a very low percentage. Normally, most companies will uh, take about, most developers will take a 1% reservation, which basically shows on the day that there's intent to purchase. And then obviously, so that the legal process can follow, financing can be applied for all of these kind of things. Lawyers can prepare contracts. Uh, what we want to do is we want to secure the property um, so that the, the developer takes it off the market. And what the reservation process basically does is it removes the property from the market, giving the buyer time to begin the purchase process or the preparing of contracts or the purchase agreement. Yeah. Okay. So the purpose of that, and normally that 1% forms part of the overall yes. cost. It's not an extra fee. It's just literally to secure the property for the client. Exactly. This will vary from developer to developer, but, but in most cases, it's 1%. Some will ask for a couple of thousand euros, um, but it's really just to remove the property from the market um, so that you can go and prepare yourself. Okay. Um, from there, um, the next step um, is pretty much the same, whether it be a property that's in construction, whether it be, it's a, whether it be a pre-construction house or whether it be a, uh, a, an off-plan property. What's the next step? That will be the CPCV? The next step will be the CPCV. At this point, you will have already been introduced uh, to a lawyer or you may have your own lawyer. The buyer may have their own lawyer. What will happen is that the lawyer, they will appoint the lawyer um, the lawyer will then contact the seller, or in this case, the developer will contact the seller and ask the seller for information on the property. Um, this involve this this is um, anything relating to the property, as in um, the the registration at the deed office, whether it has any liens or or mortgages on the property. This kind of information that the lawyer will be able to extract from from that paperwork. Also, the correct details of the seller, because they will obviously appear on the deed. So what happens in that process? The lawyer will then prepare a, a, a purchase agreement. In Portugal, is referred to a CPCV, which basically is a purchase and sale agreement. You'll prepare the agreement, send it off to the seller for the seller to confirm the information. Um, at this point, they will have already included when the timings for the deed will take place. Um, all of this information will be in the, in the contract. The lawyer will then send it off to the, the seller. If the seller is happy, the seller will sign it. Um, they send it off to the buyer. The buyer will then countersign it. And that's your purchase secured. Not done. Obviously, there's another process that comes yeah. later. But that will be the purchase secured. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but it is, it is an important step. Um, I mean, one thing just to, to to track back slightly, in the the lawyers' work here, they like you mentioned, they're doing the due diligence on the property. If it's a good and a reputable seller or developer, that documentation is available very very quickly. That should also be prepared. That should already be prepared. That should be a sign of who you're dealing with. Yeah, if you're dealing with a reputable seller, a seller whose all his information in, is. is um, 
a seller who has his information or her information ready generally shows good faith in 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 their in their actions so from for the lawyer's perspective um if everything has been properly registered um they will simply give the lawyer a code there's an access code which they have it's on the electronic database they'll give the code to the lawyer the lawyer can go in there at his comfort and go through all the information but a good early sign is a seller who has their documentation in order okay and then let's just talk about that cpcv because it is a, a legally binding document it's there it, it, it the, the key word is a purchase and sale it's there yes. to protect both parties yeah. um just just give us a little bit of more information about what that entails that 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 okay. that that contract the purchase and sale agreement will always have obviously the details of the of the sellers both the buyer and the seller it will have the details of the property so the description of the property is most likely not to be the the residential address of the property but more than the 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 the, the deed information that that property will have where it was registered in which uh um, a council or parish it was registered in, in which deeds office um, or land registry it has been registered in. All of that information will appear on the contract. The other will be the terms of the contract. Obviously, the price, the purchase price of the property or the selling price of the property, the terms of payment. So it will refer to our reservation fee, which we've already given uh, over to the seller to secure the property, to remove it from the market. It will also have the remainder of the deposit because at this point in the purchase agreement, you have to give a deposit. So probably 20 or 25%. This will vary, so please don't hold me to it, but this can vary depending on the state of the property, but um, 20, 25% seems to be the market average. Um, it will also then have um, at the terms of when the deed is expected to be done. So if, the, if it's a ready-built property or if it's a plot of land, then they may say 30 days, 60 days. These things are normally negotiated or always negotiated beforehand between the buyer and the seller. The lawyer will guide the seller in terms of, the buyer at least, in terms of how long he will need to prepare all the documentation and prepare himself for deed. If there's some financing involved or, or mortgage involved, then obviously the lawyer will have spoken to the bank to get a sense from the bank how long they need so that they can prepare uh, the deed date. Okay. Um, and then that's it. Both sign, uh, transfer the deposit. Once you have the deposit, um, then the property is secured. The property is effectively yours. Hasn't been. We haven't got to deed yet, but you've got very good security in terms of that the seller can't go off and sell it to somebody else. Um, there's another thing in Portuguese common law, in Portuguese uh, code, in the, in the civil code, what they do do is they also include that if the seller choose, does not proceed with the sale of the property, um, they will have to return double the deposit. Um, so twice the deposit if they don't proceed to, to completion or to, to deed which is an important uh, protection um, in the Portuguese law. For the, for the buyer. Okay. Yeah. Um, from there, I mean, we, we obviously we, we'll have a lot of listeners that are looking at buying properties that are in construction. Um, 
let's try to kind of just split it up a little bit. So if it's a case of an apartment, then the next step is really title deed um, at the local no- at the, at the public notary. Um, we'll get into that now. If it's a house that's to be built, the next step from them owning the plot will be a construction contract. Yeah, um, houses tend, tend to be houses tend to be a a safer investment uh, because there's effectively two stages in them. Uh, one is the first part of the of the transaction will be the purchase of the land. Um, so there will be a a deed which is done in a fairly short period of time where the buyer becomes the owner of the land. Um, and then simultaneously, there's a contract which is signed with the contractor who will be building the house or um, that, 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 that the buyer has bought. They, so there are effectively two contracts, a purchase agreement and a, a construction contract that are signed simultaneously. Um, in this case, what will happen is that why it gives more security is because the owner of the land is the owner of the construction. So if something ever happens to the contractor, you know you secured because whatever you've invested on is still on on your land and um, so that process is different with apartments when you're purchasing apartments um, off plan what the developers will generally uh, do is they will request um, listen there's a there's a varying numbers of, of, of manners in which which the uh, the the construction can or the contract can be structured um, but up on the silver coast generally they will take a 25 percent deposit they will then request another 25% um, further down the construction. So when there's comfort that the construction's reached a certain uh, stage and then the balance to be paid at the deed. So between the, the time between the purchase agreement and the actual deed when you receive the house, 18 to 24 months is what I okay. always give, give people. Um, yeah. Whereas with the purchase of a house, you're effectively owner from the point at which you you uh, purchase the land and the construction begins. You you're the owner. You're the owner of the property. Yeah. So so the so the the nice thing with from the apartment perspective is that time frame between CPCV and deposits until the property is built gives the client a time to raise the extra funds or to to raise finance from the bank, whatever the case is. Yeah. But the rest is all done once the property is delivered finished and licensed exactly so you'll find uh, very often uh, scenarios um, people have money tied up in an investment uh, uh, product of some sort and they need time to release so buying a, an apartment off plan is a great idea you have enough for the deposit and by the time that investment uh, it, uh, once the funds are released from that investment you then can use to subsidize or to pay the the rest of the property um, house that's for sale you have your house in your own country you have it on the market you have enough money for the deposit so you're comfortable that you can go ahead you've got the house on the market you've literally got 18 months uh, time to sell your property or find other forms of finance so this allows people the the space that they need so very often we'll find it's um, either uh, the profile tends to be younger couples younger families that will use, that will do that, um, or possibly investors, people looking from an investment perspective, mm. uh, they may do, may do use, may prefer apartments from that perspective because then it gives them a bit more time to to raise the okay. finance for it. Okay, let's pivot a little bit from apartments to to villas. Um, we've referred to it, we coined it as the pre-construction 
process, but it's very much a stage payment process. Again, very much to protect the buyer. Um, just take us through that process from start to finish. Once they've owned the land, they've done their construction contract. Um, just take us through those those steps. I think um, to begin with, it's a safer investment. Why? Because you own the land. Um, so your risk is immediately removed from, from the calculation. Um, what also happens in this process is that the risk then transfers to the contractor. There's a higher risk, and especially um, here in Portugal, there's a higher risk that the that the that the purchaser or the owner of the land won't pay the contractor why because what happens is the contractor bills invoices the client the client then has so many days to pay the contractor so the client is always paying the contractor in arrears so that's where the risk for the contractor the contract the shift is from the from the owner to the to the or the buyer to the contractor so people will often say to me you know, what happens if there's something happens to the contractor? I say to them, there's no risk there. What is a much greater concern is that you don't have the funds to pay the contractor. The real risk lies with the contractor. So most foreigners like to use this model in Portugal. Mm -hmm. It gives them a lot more comfort. And, and the contractor is building on land that doesn't belong to him. There you go. Which you is know, a, a high risk. Yeah. Yes, you're in the role when you buy the land and then the contractor builds on, on, on the land, you're effectively being substituted the developer. The reason why people, why investors will prefer like this model is effectively what would have been the profit of the, of the developer becomes theirs. So that's why these, these um, uh, ways of investing and purchasing property are so effective from an uh, investment perspective. Um, it's because they're taking up the margin that a third party would have gained, they keep for themselves. So there's a huge saving there for them. Okay. Once this is all done, once the house is ready, it then goes through a licensing process. We've mentioned in a previous episode that a lot of the time builders don't take care of this. Is something that you guys as a leisure launch group take care of for the yeah. client is get the house licensed. But it's very clear um, what the, the buyer has at the end of all of this, whether it be an apartment or a house, it's all on a public database. You mentioned it before when we do, go, when we do everything at a, at a notary. It's registered. This person owns X property in X address uh, from day one. Yeah, in Portugal, there's, there's, there's many things that people can possibly say about Portugal. But in this regard, wow, the system is perfect. It's really difficult for them to improve on this. There is no chance in Portugal that two people will own the same property. The system works so well. The, 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 the life of the property is registered from the time that it was a farm and it was split and they tracked the ownership. Everything gets registered, what mortgages were held, what liens there were on their property. All of that is very, very, very transparent here in Portugal. So from a security point of view, people have a lot of security. Hence the reason it's no surprise that, I mean, foreigners have been coming to Portugal since the 60s to have their holiday homes. We have, on, the, on your one hand, can you count the times that people have had uh, challenges in terms of their ownership? Mm. Whereas um, in our neighbours uh, alongside, I won't mention who they are. Yes. <coughs> Spain. <coughs> uh, oops. Sorry, Not I let, I let it slip out. I let it slip out. But I think that's what makes Portugal just that much safer and that much more attractive for okay. investors. Just a, an important 
part of this and we've mentioned a few times we don't like to give lawyers a lot of airtime and credit you know <laughs> they're not our favorite people but you people especially doing business in a foreign country you need to have a lawyer accompany you through all it, these steps it's essential that you have a lawyer you know when I, I think i always say to people this is probably the second biggest in most families that i meet this will be the second biggest investment that they make in their lives why would you Put yourself at risk by trying to do it yourself. Yeah. I know the system is, it's very simple here in Portugal. Me as a Portuguese citizen, as a Portuguese resident in the business, I obviously don't need lawyers. I don't always, I don't, don't always use them because I don't really need them. But I speak the language, I understand how the law works. And I know that if I find a house that I like or a plot of land that I like and everything's in order, I can go to deed straight away. I don't need the intervention of a lawyer. But a foreign person, it is essential that you have a lawyer. One, because of the language challenges, the way that the laws work, um, you need that. You need that. You yeah. need that support of a lawyer yeah. to accompany you through the process. Is it, I mean, is it expensive as a, as a relative thing? I think it's well worth the investment yeah. um, that a lawyer may charge you, yes. All right. We don't want to, we, 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 you know, we don't want to end on the last terms of uh, uh, talking about lawyers, but um, just to recap, the process is super simple, protects the buyer, everything is registered, and um, there's very, very little risk to no risk for the buyer. Very little risk and completely transparent. There is nothing, there is no, There are countries that I, I obviously, because I'm in the business, um, there are places like the UK where it can take up to six months to register a property. What transparency is there in this process? Mm -hmm. Whereas here in Portugal, a um, couple of weeks, um, people, when they ask me, how long will it take me to register a property or to do the, the process? 30 days is perfect. Amazing. Perfectly reasonable. I find that in most cases, it's really the buyer that needs more time, whereas the sellers are generally ready, especially if they're professionals, they're ready to do deeds immediately. Um, so, um, and but most importantly is the transparency of the system. Our system here is very transparent. So makes uh, doing business, certainly in real estate, very, very easy. Awesome. David, thank you so much. I'm going to go let you, I'm going to let you go eat your fish. I'm dying for it. You know that? I thought I was wondering how long we were going to take with this. I don't want to keep you. I don't want to keep you. So I'm going to let you call it. It's a wrap. So thank you once again to our guests. And thank you to all of you for listening. Please subscribe, share with your friends, give us a thumbs up, and please leave a comment or a review. We always love to hear from you. Don't forget, Portugal The Simple Life also has a magazine, so download it, it's for free. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, and as we say in Portugal, Cesar's bem-vindo. Welcome to The Simple Life.